Hello and welcome to Learn in Public with Doug and Eric. I'm Doug. And I'm Eric. And on this show, Eric and I support each other on our journeys as online creators, online business builders, chat about what's working, what's not, and what's next for each of us in the hopes that we might support you as well if you're on a similar journey. Because I think as Eric and I have found, you know, the the themes that anyone doing creative work or kind of building a, a solo or small scale bu- business, we all kind of encounter the same challenges. And even though like the, the specifics of each of our situations is unique, uh, there are some common themes. Um, so that's kind of what we look for as we chat about uh, what's going on for each of us each week. Um, I am in the hot seat this week, so I'm going to throw it to Eric for a bit of an update. How are things going, Eric? Uh, things are going good. You know, I've had, on a personal level this week, I had um, a a kind of a realization yesterday when I was... I had, I had a day earlier in the week where, you know, one of those nights where you wake up at like two in the morning... And mm-hmm. you're like, I do not want to be awake right now. And mm-hmm. I'm like using all my mindfulness tips and tricks, kind of like every tool I had to just like, let it go, let the mm-hmm. thoughts flow, let, you know, nothing was working. And I was like, sometimes thoughts just drag hooks, you know, mm-hmm. and nothing's going to work, but that's okay. And so I got in touch with the feelings that were going on and just mm-hmm. like, got into my body, just stayed with those feelings with the kind of discomfort, displeasure. Ended up, I'm I'm lucky because being a solopreneur who lives alone most of the time, I got to sleep in. You know, it's not a luxury somebody like you with two kids would have, right? Um, But then yesterday, that same sort of thing started happening to me in the middle of the day. Mm. And I also... Like, I was like, okay, what is this? And then I realized that I think sometimes I'll have an unpleasant feeling and then I'll look for the thought that goes with it. Like, I I always just assumed that it was, oh, I have, you like, I'm thinking these thoughts and that's like making me feel bad. And I realized, no, I think sometimes it works the other way. I'll just have sort of an unpleasant feeling and then my brain is like oh what's that about let's 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 go into the deep dark vault and grab one of those things and let's throw it on top of your unpleasant feeling (laughs) and there's just nothing less um good for me or like there no good comes of that and i felt like i kind of saw my brain, my mind doing that. Um, And it was really useful because I was like, no, not today, Satan. (laughs) We're not going (laughs) to do that. Yeah. And I went back to the feeling. I was like, the feeling I can deal with. It's just, you know, that unpleasant in the pit of your stomach feeling. It's not like I'm going to throw up or I'm going to die. But it's that, "Mm, you know, this doesn't feel good. And I was like, okay, this I can deal with. Those thoughts don't need to be a part of this. Yeah. And so I kind of let I kind of like separated the two and just was like, yeah, go ahead. Think what you want. I'm not I'm not going to watch that movie. I'm just going to be here with these feelings. Um, so that was a really good personal thing this week. And then on a business level, um, just more like like what we have here it just keeps growing in my life. But nice. people that reach out to me or I reach out to and. Like the other day I was watching um, uh, one of my teachers, Angelo, who I've talked about on here and Simply mm-hmm. Always Awake. You know, I'm watching his YouTube channel. I'm watching his the video he put out that day. And then as I'm watching it, I get a text from him. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're friends. I, I, you know, I just kind of, you know, like it, it's just these worlds melding. Right. And um and I love that too. Like I, I, I went into your class this week on verbal to visual and yeah, I was just like, that. Oh yeah, that's Doug. Cause you know, like <laughs> when we're in class, you're like the teacher who's running the thing and running the community and all that. And yeah. it's just, I love this dynamic and I can't recommend it enough for people. If you're not reaching out to the people who inspire you or who you'd love to talk to, um, 
you're missing out. You're missing out because so many times those people will turn out to be, you know, um, so much more than you even hoped or imagined in your life. So mm. that's it. That's my update. Love that. Throwing it to that's you. That's a great one. Yeah. Thanks for, for sharing that. And that community vibes piece is one that um, I think I will uh, bring back in as I share my update here. Cool. Um, <clears throat> starting with the, the theme, I feel like pretty much every conversation that I've brought to the table here since we have begun this show uh, is related to kind of uh, YouTube strategy. Sure. Um, I so love gonna... that, by the way, because that's <laughs> like one of the things I'm thinking the most about these mm. days. So all this stuff is super helpful for me, I'm sure, as yeah. well as everybody else. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Because um, it is like, I think YouTube YouTube strategy is the starting point, but it's also in connection with, you know, what role does YouTube play in connection with my main offering and the community that I've created, like inside of Verbal to Visual, where sure. um, a lot of the more in-depth teaching and service and connection occurs. So trying to find a, a balance between those two. Um, Can I have to ask a quick question? Yeah. Have you ever used the community and subscription side of YouTube? No, I think if that were like, sometimes I think back to the beginnings of when I started um, my YouTube channel. And uh, sometimes I wish that I would have either started a some sort of a community right away or started a Patreon right away or uh, use like the the joins the subscription feature that is now built into YouTube because mm-hmm. um, I think those are great platforms and um, it's a great way to kind of engage an audience or, or um, kind of garner support as close to the the medium where you're creating as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, I think there's kind of less friction for someone to join a YouTube channel to, to become a member of it, or even like join a Patreon. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the Patreon. I've had a Patreon a for a while. Different. Yeah. So I don't think Patreon's any different than like mighty networks and stuff like that, but I get what yeah. you're saying about the YouTube channel. Yeah. But I also think that like they're, you know, of, of the people that watch YouTube, how many of them actually join channels, you know? True. Um, so that that is an open question. But since I've like um, started creating courses and now I have verbal to visual, like as a membership, as an established Mighty Networks platform, it hasn't really made sense for me to also have a YouTube channel membership or like, yeah. you know, eventually if I feel like really good about what's going on, like with the verbal to visual YouTube channel and the verbal to visual mighty network, maybe I would look at starting an additional little subscription or membership thing. But sure. like, I think I'm trying to focus at this point. Yep. Um, Makes and sense. My latest experiment with the, the YouTube strategy, I kind of referenced it last week, but um, what I have been doing or what I, <laughs> what I did for about a week this morning was the first time that I did not do this, but um, I have been just recording my morning work sessions. So I've got this overhead camera set up. You know, my space here is fairly well set up to do recording of anything from from the top down. Um, so I kind of like each day decided the night before what do I want to work on the next morning? And sometimes it's been like doing some sketch notes of a book. Sometimes it's been sketching a podcast. One day it was doing some work on a course called digital sketch noting. One day it was trying to plan out um, how I'm going to navigate and update to Mighty Networks. I think you watched that did, video. Yeah. Um, uh, so this was like getting really into the kind of learn in public mentality of why don't I just document the process of what I'm working on that day, um, or at least a, a piece of it, and turn that into a, a video that I put out there? Um, the daily cadence, in, in the beginning, I really liked it because, uh, you know, I would do that recording 
ended up being like at most an hour of recorded video from that morning work session. And then I'd have to come back later and um, kind of look through that and do another recording session where I'm talking through whatever I worked on. And then I have to edit those two together. Right. So to do all of that within a given day and also the other work of, you know, engaging within the verbal to visual community, having workshops there, doing all the customer customer support stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, if I were like always in my like best case energy levels and motivation, and if like kids weren't sick um, and had to stay home from daycare, like if the situation if the situation was ideal, I could maybe keep up with that schedule. But I don't think it's it's realistic um, to to do that type of daily video creation. As much as I kind of like that model. Or yeah, there are some things that are appealing about that model. And I'm glad I kind of tasted it this week. Um, uh, but I don't think it's sustainable. So I'm kind of thinking about like, okay, where where might I go next? <laughs> like what's, what's my next YouTube strategy experiment? Mm-hmm. Um, and one place my mind is going is kind of like the opposite direction of this approach of just recording a work session every day. Um, and this new strategy or this potential new strategy, part of it comes, it comes from two places. It comes from why I first was interested in sketch noting. Um, and it also comes from what seems to have worked well in the past regarding making YouTube videos, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the ones that seem to have like the biggest lifetime value um you know i sometimes i try at varying times i like um uh, sometimes i pay a lot of attention to like analytics inside youtube sometimes i try not to care about it Mm -hmm. but it can be useful to look through like your your videos over the past year or couple of years and like which ones perform well, like which ones are continuing to get views over time, which ones bring in some income, which ones bring in subscribers. Mm -hmm. Um, And one category that's done pretty well are uh, like visual book summaries. Um, I did a a visual summary of the book Essentialism by Greg McKeown a couple years ago. And right now that's like my best performing video um today even like as i look back over the past week or over the past month like that's the video that's getting the most views so Hmm. um and that's also you know bringing in some revenue bringing in some subscribers and hopefully also bringing in some people into kind of the verbal to visual community um uh so so my thought is to to maybe lean into that and for a while, at least, focus on... I think that's on, a great idea. Yeah, just doing visual book summaries. Um, have you um, have you made a playlist of all your book summaries? Kind of. I have a playlist called Sketched Summaries, mm-hmm. which um, book summaries are... Part I of it. live in that playlist. But there are some other... Um, uh, yeah, most of them are book summaries, actually. Sometimes they're like podcast episodes, but... Sure. Um, and I have that ordered by most viewed. Um, so that's actually where on, on my homepage, on my YouTube homepage, you know, you can design what the, what people see as far as, you know, as they scroll down your homepage, the first playlist is just like recent uploads, but then the one immediately after that is sketched summaries and Mm. essentialism is the first one on that list. Oh, great. Um, so I think that's partially driving, continued viewership but also mm-hmm. it's like youtube search is is what's giving that video a lot of kind of juice because people are searching for the word in the book essentialism okay um so uh i can tell that what's challenging about that is that like it's a lot longer of a um time to wait for the payoff to occur kind of in a couple of ways because those those book summaries are going to take me longer to make 
Because, you know, I have to read the book, I have to sketch note the book, I have to draft what I want to do with the visual summary, the recording and the editing process take longer. And since I would be making videos less frequently, it's easy for each video to have more pressure associated with it, um, as opposed to these daily ones where it's kind of like, I made this today, if it doesn't perform that well, that's okay, because I'm going to make another one tomorrow. Um... So there, there's a difference there in the, at least immediate payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think, or at least one hypothesis potentially going into this, is that it is those visual book summaries that will have the, the biggest payoff over time. Um, well, of course, another option would be you could sketch note summaries. <laughs> you could just sketch note the summaries of books? Man, that would be an interesting layer of like... Yeah, get get the Sparks note version of it. Or, you know, um, actually, I mean, like, I, I was sort of half kidding, but now that I, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking a lot of times when I, for books that I want to read for the podcast, if I don't know the book, I'll go and look for a summary, you know, so right. I don't have to read the whole thing or whatever. And there, Wikipedia has lots of interesting oh. summaries of classic books, especially. You know, I don't know if you would ever be interested in doing the classics, but I think a lot of people would like, what, like, what's the gist of the Odyssey, <laughs> right. the Iliad, you know, and you can read all of that in a, you know, web page this long on, uh, yeah, on Wikipedia and you could sketch note that and that would also be valuable. It's true. Um, but I get that it's not what you're doing and it's not the whole yeah. thing, but just, I just think I do. Yeah. I think that could work, but I do think I, I like the idea of, you know, digging into the original source material and part of it is like, what, um, what does the day-to-day experience of this work feel like? And I do enjoy like this, the slower paced media consumption of, um, reading a book. Um, so I think that's going to be my next experiment for YouTube strategy. What I want to bring in next is like kind of connecting it to community vibes and an idea that really just came up this morning for um, the kind of Mighty Networks redesign with their introduction of spaces, which mm-hmm. gives hosts more flexibility around like what's going on within the network. Um um, particularly around, um, so like if, if I choose to focus on visual book summaries, uh, I kind of would, I would want to bring an element of that also into the mighty network. So Mm -hmm. let me just start jotting some ideas down here. That's kind of, that, that aligns with, uh, something that we've done a handful of times and that I think has gone well. Um, kind of this concept of sketchnote book club. Hmm. Uh, I've called them kind of currently a sketchnoting challenge where one of the types of events that I host inside of Verbal to Visuals Mighty Network is a sketchnoting challenge where we all sketchnote the same source material and then come together, share our sketchnotes, talk about the ideas, and talk about the sketchnoting process. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I've kind of rotated the type of source material that we've all sketchnoted. A handful of times it has been a book. Sometimes it's a podcast episode. Sometimes it's a video. I like that rotation because it gets gives um, community members the opportunity to sketch note different types of media, mm-hmm. um, including ones that aren't as intensive as reading an entire book. Sure. Um, but part of me kind of wants to lean into sketch note book clubs as the uh, thing that um, I continue to host, and that would of course align well with. You know, anytime we do a sketch note book club, that will be that will end up being a video that goes on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of some nice dual purposing there. Yep. Um, but thinking in that realm of like, well, I still kind of want people to have the opportunity to do some kind of group sketch noting around other source materials. So the thought was like, what if I open up um, event creation and kind of 
group sketch noting uh, to community members. So like allow community members to create their own events um, that can maybe be like sketchnoting challenge type events where you all sketchnote the same thing. But potentially if like some, some community members I know like kind of they're developing expertise in specific areas of, of sketchnoting. Maybe it's like a particular app that they're really good at. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know, using it at the collegiate level as a professor or, you know, people are, are developing their kind of niches with this and have sure. some interesting things to, to share. Um, so my thought is that like opening up live events and this is where, you know, thinking about the, um, the mighty networks redesign, like one, one category or one collection of spaces could be these live events where, uh, one is like one space are the live events hosted by Doug. And then there could be another space for live events hosted by members. And they can host those in the Mighty Network the way you host your events, just the same? It's, like they just log in with their own Zoom and they, they run it? I think that would be it. I think they would have to connect their own Zoom to uh -huh. it. Um, there might be the potential uh, to to lean into mighty networks live streaming capabilities right um but, but isn't that, could... that more like like when i go live on TikTok, where i'm right the one now who's doing is. all the talking and everybody else is just typing. yeah right yeah. now that is what it looks like i know they're like working toward something that's a bit more like zoom in terms of having multiple people on yeah uh but for now i think it would be like um if someone wanted to host an event, they would need to kind of connect their Zoom account to it and they yeah. would run it through their own Zoom. Hmm. Um, but th this this component of kind of opening up event creation to community mm -hmm. members, it's something that's kind of like uh, come up for me repeatedly over like the past couple of years. Um, uh, I haven't, I hadn't yet, really leaned into it. I had the closest we've got to that is when I did a little bit of a paternity paternity leave for myself when the boys were first born. Um, but in that case, I kind of like, you know, sought out volunteers to host workshops and, um, you know, kind of guided the process and they were kind of just filling in for me over sure. a handful of weeks. This one or this potential approach would open it up more, uh, which I, you know, best case scenario, I think would be really cool because um, uh, it would create more, um, yeah, more opportunities for kind of meaningful connections to be made that aren't required, that, that don't require me being there to to facilitate it all. And like... Um, sure, sure. Yeah, what would you what, imagine the worst case scenario is? <laughs> um, a great question. Uh, worst case scenario. It seems to me mostly upside, you know, I think like, you're right. I mean, nobody's gonna, you know, like somebody might do, a. there will be events that are not up to the quality of you running them. But the cool thing is that I think they, people will learn a lot. They will be supported and it, it's like a, you know, that kind of like semi-public environment of a mighty network is mm -hmm. a great place to kind of experiment getting into your growth zone. Like mm -hmm. we were talking about yesterday mm -hmm. in class that it, it really could, um, you know, and you could actually start the first event could be a, like a course on how to run an event. You know, the people who thought they wanted to run an event could come and they could bring their questions and so that they felt like supported and getting started. Like here, we're going to go through the whole thing. Here's how we do it. Um, and you would be empowering a whole group of people who would be leveling up, you know, like they might want to start their own mighty network one day, but this is the first step. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah. 
it does bring in that question of like, okay, what, um, like what sort of training or, or education would, would members need to actually choose to create and host their own event? Um, and it could just start, well, you know, I could see that going a couple of ways. I could just like turn this feature on and like see if people figure it out for themselves. Like, um, which, I mean, it really isn't that, I don't think it's that complicated of a, of a process. Mm -hmm. The challenging thing would be people just kind of maybe overcoming the fear of like, who am I to host an event here? Well, yeah. Um, and that's what I think this, like how to host an event. Yeah. Th event could be, <laughs> it could basically just be a, uh, to, to ease people's fears and show them how easy it is. Yeah. Like, look, here's how we do it. So easy. Enjoy. Hop in. Do it. Can't wait yeah. to see what you what you do. Right. You know, part of me thinks, too, that. Um, I know that there are or I'm, I'm imagining that that some of the folks that have been a part of the network for a while and that have participated in zoom calls and that are comfortable with the technology. Like I have a handful of people in mind who would probably like jump right in or who might jump right in to, to host an event. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of me thinks let them get the ball rolling. Cause I think they will, um, be good examples of what member hosted events can look like. And then for new folks coming in, uh, they'll be able to see from what those folks do. They'll get a feel for what member-hosted events might look like. And then sure. at some point maybe would hop on and, and host their own event. Well, and you could also, you know, have those first people be like, you know, um, like uh, moderator coaches type people, mm. you know, who could, you could have a, a, a section of the site devoted to questions about hosting your own event. And people could answer, you know, well, this is what I did. And again, that kind of like letting people mm. support people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think what might be interesting to do here, since, you know, if we go with each of these as this, each of these would be their own space. Um, so it might be fun here to, to play around with um, what the, the tabs for each of those spaces would be mm -hmm. uh, because what you were just mentioning there, um, let's kind of do it like this. There's a hosted by Doug space. There will be hosted by members space. Um, so maybe the the hosted by Doug would have uh, upcoming events. So this would be events that are scheduled but haven't happened yet. Then maybe replays. This looks fairly similar to kind of what I shared in my initial kind of design of what mighty networks look like and then uh maybe live chat mm -hmm. now are upcoming events and replays both a feed can you so what i learned was that you can't have um multiple tabs of the same feature type right so you can't you can't have multiple feeds yeah I so that note right so how how would you get around that so the upcoming events would actually be um, one of the feature types is event series. Oh. So this would be an event series. Easy peasy. This would be a feed. Mm -hmm. And this would be a chat. Got it. Um, and then for hosted by members, I mean, I guess it could be the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's one addition. Maybe the first one is this. I'm just going to copy and paste here. If I can select. Concepts is freezing up on me some. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe this first tab yeah. is how to host an event, Perfect. which is a page. Yep. I hadn't yet talked too much about kind of page as an event or as a tab type. This is just like a standalone article essentially that I could create um, and update over time as you get a sense for like um, what what folks have questions about and those yep. sorts of things. And Embed then, a video walkthrough or something like that, you know. Yeah. Great. And then I think everything else could be the same as this. Yeah. I want to delete a little bit of that tab. Yeah, still have a live chat. How does that sound? That sounds really good. Sounds really good. Yeah, and then, I mean, what's kind of exciting about this, this gets to some of the upside too, is um, if you look at what the overall navigation of this, of the new, of the spaces update to Mighty Networks, um, there's kind of like this, this, this top level uh, category of, um, I think it's still, you know, some of the overall options up here. One is feed, like you kind of get a, a feed of everything going on in the network. Another is events. Mm -hmm. And then below that is where you get into these collection of spaces. So below you can here yourself. Yeah. So this is where like courses would live. Um, and then maybe, I mean, this is potentially where like live events, and then maybe sketch notes. I've kind of talked about some of these in the, what's going to be the difference between live events and events. That's what I'm, I'm realizing is there's potential for confusion around. Mm -hmm. um, so this, this live events tab here, when you kind of click on that triangle, mm -hmm. it would be a drop down menu to give you access to these two spaces of hosted by Doug and hosted by members. Um, that's how you would get to each of those spaces. This mm -hmm. events essentially shows you all of the events going on in the entire network. Okay. Um, and what's kind of cool about that is that if folks do actually, if members actually choose to host their own events, you know, you'd see, you'll see, um, my, you'll see my, the host, the events that I host every Wednesday, but then every now and again, you'll see like, oh, here's some other events going on at different times, um, time zones hosted by people in different parts of the world. And like maybe the, the, the answer then is to not call that tab that you're creating live events, but something else. Yeah. Something maybe more specific. I did. I initially went with the. Um, the term workshops. Mm. which i, I like do that. like there is a little um courses uh, workshops sketch i like that better yeah suzanne one of the uh community members who's been around for a while did mention a little bit of like <clears throat> potential cognitive dissonance in that some of the workshops are actually about the courses um because like these these course run-throughs that's an example of a type of workshop that I do. Right. Um, but it is different than the course. It's not the It course. is different than the course. <clears throat> it's a uh, workshop. And I think people, I think that my hope would be that that is like a little bit of a semantic issue that hopefully doesn't actually like hold anybody back from accessing, you know, the, the resources here. Yeah. And then do you feel like labeling that as workshops? Do you think that would keep members, would hold members back from hosting it? Does the concept of hosting a workshop as a community member, is that more daunting than like hosting a event? Yes, um, it definitely is. Um, 
Um, it definitely is. So what would be a good solution to that? Um, maybe just clarifying on that page, you know? Yeah. It's called, it's called a workshop, but <laughs> you really don't need to let that, you know, like just put that, that right could be there. the first thing in like the how to host an event. Yeah. Just um, like, just smack that, you know, objection away, right? right off the bat on the first page, you know, you think you can't host a workshop, think again, you know? Yeah. And then I think the other, the last collection of spaces is a little bit of a catch all, um, resources where kind of like some welcome and orientation stuff would go, um, yeah, there's a handful of things that would go in that. What else of spaces would go in there with, other than the welcome within and... resources? Yeah, um, I think what is what are the things that I identified there? Um, some sort of, and I guess this is where it's like identifying what what should be its own space and what should mm-hmm. be a tab within a space. That's mm-hmm. where like. Um, uh, I still need to work out some some details. Um, so but this list we're looking at is a collection of spaces, right? So exactly. courses is a collection of spaces. Workshops is sketch it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, Resources is just so vague as to almost it be is like vague, off putting. Yeah. Right? Um, well, what if? Yeah. What if it's just like maybe instead of resources, something like welcome or orientation? Um, sure, put it right on the top. Welcome, you know. And yeah, maybe it's just welcome, and then it does go up top. Are you still going to have the um, the like the walkthrough? The kind of the checklist, the yeah, welcome the checklist. checklist. Yeah, yeah, I think. Right. That is still a feature. I'll kind of have to redo it, I think, once once we nail down what this new structure looks like. I think sure. that'll be the point when we redo the the welcome checklist. Um, there's also something else that just came to mind. Is there something that doesn't have a home in these four collections? That's what uh, I think I'll have to spend some time thinking about. Um, but I kind of feel like since these are collections of spaces, mm-hmm. I can have as many spaces as needed within each of these drop downs. Yep. Um, and I feel like I'll be able to give everything a home. Um, and I kind of think I don't want any more drop downs than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I've seen, seen a little bit of, you know, what some other folks are doing with this spaces update and some of the initial things I'm seeing kind of like create more confusion than, than helpfulness. So yeah. I'm a fan of like simplicity over complexity. So um, I think what I'll try to do, and this is probably what I will do later today after, after our call is like, see if I can um, kind of fit everything within these four collections. Cool. Yeah, I think that I think that looks so nice and clean and um yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is good. This was helpful. Um it's kind of like well what I like about this conversation is it's potentially resolving a couple of like issues that have been bubbling up and like aren't yet settled <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um and again, this is all, it's still going to be an experiment. I have to remind myself of this anytime, you know, I'm, I'm changing something up or trying to make something work better, um, including like my YouTube strategy and then also the kind of community and uh, course offering strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, we should probably mention Mighty Networks more in our, um, like, 
descriptions and hashtags and stuff because I'm sure there are so many people on Mighty Networks right now that are looking for advice and there aren't a lot of great places on the web to mm -hmm. get good Mighty Networks advice, strangely enough. Yeah. Um, and I, we talk about it almost every week. So We do. Yeah. <laughs> we do, yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe I'll uh, we'll work Mighty Networks into... I mean, I'm kind of thinking of the title for this episode being something like Mighty Networks and YouTube Strategy or yeah, like that's great. Some, something around that topic. Because yep. I mean, that's exactly what I'm trying to figure out, like how to how to blend those two things together. So perfect. Um, that can be our, our title for this. Anything Look else at you us think optimizing that, our SEO? I know, right? <laughs> um and also, speaking of YouTube strategy, I don't know if this is still the case, but I'd made a couple of videos about Mighty Networks. Um, and at one point, I think just did a tour of my network pretty early on. Mm -hmm. uh, the, what's the right word? Like the, the ad rates for that video that has Mighty Networks in the title was by far like the highest of any video, mm. um, which kind of makes sense. So like, as a YouTuber, then that means like per view, I'm getting paid a lot more for that video than like right. any book summary. That's which kind of makes Kajabi sense because exactly they're wanting they're to all get in front of for that uh, ad. Yeah, <laughs> so good. absolutely. So That's like, so good. hey, if someone and there are there are a few people who are doing kind of like um, niche, who are focusing on Mighty Networks um, and making videos about it, but not a ton. So yeah, there's not many. A, there's a niche. And the YouTube ones channel. I have found, I didn't, I haven't found anyone who's doing great Mighty Networks yeah. videos. Like you can find a lot of good stuff about Thrivecart online, mm -hmm. but not a ton of good stuff about Mighty Networks. The other good wow. thing about this, you know, uh, and it might actually at some point be worth doing like a whole season that is Mighty Networks focused. Mm. Um, for lots of reasons, because there's so many people who need the help and it could really, you know, like it could be, it could be great for, for so many reasons. Um, but it would also, you could do, um, a, we could do a, uh, affiliate account mm. and, and kind of like walk new people through it. Mm -hmm. Um, this is one thing I've seen people do with Thrivecart, like Thrivecart oh, yeah. pays a really good, um, affiliate bonus so people will do videos like getting started with Thrivecart and then mm -hmm. they're like if you use my affiliate code you'll get $300 worth of extra videos and templates mm -hmm. you know when you sign up <laughs> and that can all come as an automated email from Thrivecart and it might be the same with Mighty Networks I don't know yeah so I actually am a Mighty Networks affiliate I'm part of mm -hmm. their their program and um well yeah, i think in your networks well yeah we can definitely be like exploring that here that also like uh you know i mentioned how okay maybe once once i get feeling good about the verbal to visual youtube channel and the network like then maybe i can start a new youtube channel this niche um right. there is something i already want to start so because of this conversation and also like we're currently going through learn in public within verbal to visual. Mm -hmm. So like right now I want to make a new YouTube channel just about mighty networks so that I can share some of this, like, and maybe scratch that itch of, um, just showing my process and putting more videos out there. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So like if, if the focus on visual book summaries and this community structure, if there ends up still being enough like margin in my schedule, yeah. uh, maybe that's when I start a Mighty Networks focused YouTube channel that's all about learning in public and all about just like sharing the the details of how I'm structuring mine. Well, I have a question uh, for you. What what is the um, what's the commission from Mighty when pretty uh, good? It's either like forty percent or fifty percent, like in that range. 40%. So, um, so if somebody, you know, it's 40 bucks a month, if somebody signs up for the, um, or more, if they pay monthly, if they sign up for the pro level, business plan. Um, so like I'm, I'm like thinking, what could you give as a perk, you know, like to get oh, people yeah. to use your affiliate link? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they, I'm not 
from what I've seen, I don't think they have that built into their affiliate program. Um, as they far don't as, have, you know, like, follow re- my link to get 30% off. Maybe it is. I haven't maybe looked into it enough. But... No, no, no. I'm not thinking like to get 30% off. I'm thinking to give folks to use your link. So for example, mm. if I come to see your thing on Mighty Networks and then I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this network. Um, and I use your link and I just pay the regular price. I get a thing, an extra thing from you. This is what yeah. the Thrivecart people do. They're I like, see what you're saying. You're, I'm going to email you a whole bunch of templates and a oh, few videos that are just for, you know, they're your affiliate yeah. bonus. Well, um, and here's where like merge it with sketch noting. I like provide this one pager to help people figure out the structure of their mighty network. Totally. Um, totally. Okay. Last, last bit to just to follow this thread. Cause okay. why not? Um, if I choose to start this kind of learn in public, uh, YouTube channel talking about mighty networks, um, what should it be called? It should have mighty networks in the title. Uh huh. Um, you could call it learn mighty networks. Yeah. Learn mighty networks. I'd watch that channel. Especially, this is such a great time to do it too, because you've got like three weeks before everybody mm-hmm. gets a brand new Mighty Network, and they're going to be like, uh, yeah, you know. So even the people who have been doing Mighty Networks for a while would would go. Plus, the people who don't know anything about Mighty Networks, plus your content is great. Um, yeah. Well, and there's the potential too, like, and maybe I'm just finding reasons to convince myself to do this. Um, by starting a channel and exploring those topics, the hope would be that like I continue to make verbal to visuals mighty network as best it can Absolutely. because I'm like sharing about how, like, like what I'm doing. So like that and would be if some you like positive learn in, reinforcement. If you want to learn how to learn in public, you can go to, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all like yeah. beautifully interconnected. You know, yeah. this isn't, and if like you want to see huge... how these ideas came about, go check yes. out learn in public with Doug and Eric. Cause that's what it came from. Yeah. This is um, all just that same thing you were talking about, about recording your work session. You know, you yeah. got to do all this stuff for mighty network anyway. Mm-hmm. And so what you can do is do just the first few episodes cover the basics, then it's just about how you're evolving your mighty network. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's stuff you're doing anyway, kind of like we started this, you know, it's a light lift. We were going to have these talks anyway, so Mm -hmm. let's just hit record. Mm -hmm. And that's far more monetizable. Yeah. Which is nice. We like monetizable. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of like... Um, that's why I've also been so focused on like wanting to improve my YouTube channel and with what's going on in the network, because both of those places, like the YouTube channel revenue and verbal to visuals, mighty network revenue, they mm-hmm. kind of like, they've been stagnant, you know, they've been, they've been oh, consistent. Yeah, I know what that's like. They've been consistent, <laughs> uh, but stagnant. And right. I would like for there to be growth. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Now, one thing I'll say about that is I've also realized the same thing with the podcast, you know, over three years, when you look at it, it's up and then it's sideways and then it's up and then it's sideways. And a lot of times the things that I have like done to try to get it to go up have zero effect. (laughs) Yeah. And other times it just goes up, you know? So, um, I would imagine YouTube channels and mighty networks are somewhat the same. There is just a certain amount of, you know, um, sideways action that's built into it. Um, But like recently with the podcast over the last three weeks, I've had a 20% growth for no Mm. uh, apparent reason, nothing I could point to. And, uh, but you know, I'm like, I'll take it, you know? So I wouldn't, you know, I guess what I'm saying is I feel you. Yeah. And sometimes um, something like this can absolutely be the thing that mm. will set that off again. Mm-hmm. I, I love and, this idea. Yeah. 
I'd watch your channel. All right. I might um might go explore that. I will subscribe, like, and comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this could be, you know, what I've done with um this could be my project, my little personal case study to keep me close to the experience of verbal to visual community members right now who are going through the learn in public course. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so that could be interesting too. But, um, I also noted there, like one thing that could be a component of the learn mighty networks, YouTube channel, just like interviews with other mighty networks hosts. Cause like, they're going to want to come on or they're, the appeal for them would be to like get their network out there, let people know what it's about Absolutely. and uh, aligns with the purpose of the channel. Yep. Yep. And that goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning, where when you create those connections with people, the most amazing things come out of it. You mm -hmm. know, you can sit alone all day going, Oh, I wonder if this would work. or I wonder if that would work, but it's really about, connecting with people and like that synchronicity that comes out of that. So yeah. I, I think that's an amazing idea, Doug. Mm. Awesome. I'm going to play around with it. Um, thanks Eric for chatting today. This was, this was great. This was extremely helpful for me. Good for me too. For me too. Even though I don't have my mighty network, I mean, I have it, but it's, it's secret. <laughs> yeah, getting it getting it set up. And I think you maybe mentioned this. Are you gonna wait until spaces has rolled out? Yeah. And like let yeah. that kind of um solidify before you I also have two more weeks of finalize things. Coaching, yeah, with this um uh with this fellow that's helping me like put the whole strategy for Awaken Your Myth together. Nice. Um and so and he's he's done tons of mighty networks. So um, cool. I'm going to take his advice kind of on, you know, like the best way to start it. Uh, yeah. So we'll nice. see. That's awesome. That's exciting. Um, yeah. it will be fun to continue hearing how that goes. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up for this week. Huh? Um, I think that was a very good session. <laughs> yeah. Thanks everyone for, for watching. Uh, and we'll catch you again soon. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Doug. <laughs>